Oh, the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood Instant Analysis. It's me and Spenny just laugh to start the show, just to chuckle as the thing goes live. Um, oh, man, not it's the most laughing we've done in quite a bit since the end of a 33-31 Cleveland Browns victory over the Baltimore Ravens, a game in which the Browns led for exactly zero seconds but pick up the victory. A disappointing end to the momentum string that was the Baltimore Ravens over the past few weeks and looked like that it was continuing in a first quarter that was fairly dominant. The pick six from Kyle Hamilton um, sort of starting that all off. And then the Ravens just kind of did what they've done way too many times over the last three or four years, and that is totally come to a halt near the end of a third and fourth quarter, and the Browns methodically made their way back in the game, tried to give the game away to the Ravens about 100 times, said, hey, here, close the game out. We'll fumble on like the 10-yard – we'll muff a punt. We'll we'll commit 60 penalties um, in the red zone. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll give you points. Uh, and the Ravens said, oh, oh, no, please. Oh, no, please, you have the game. We will just not get in any rhythm offensively. We will not – Stop Deshaun Watson. We haven't tackled in the backfield about seven times. We will not um, come up with a defensive stand on the final drive at home. Spenny, it's not it's not a good loss. In fact, it's a bad loss. How do you sum it up? There's only bad losses. There's no <laughs> there's no good losses, especially for a team that's seven and two. You're not going to have a good loss. It is a testament that the Browns are capable. I think of being a real playoff threat and a threat on Sundays to the AFC and around the league. You did mention not only the muffed punt, not only some penalties some things like that. The Ravens were given five first downs by penalty in this game. Several of which, well, they picked them all up to get first down. Several of which came on third down. Uh, the Ravens start this game with a tipped ball, Kyle Hamilton volleyball sets one to himself off of Deshaun Watson and then literally just casually strolls into the end zone. And the grand irony is that that momentum, that word you use, swung back, momentum like a pendulum, swings back in the fourth quarter. The Browns score a touchdown after a DPI, I believe on Brandon Stevens, if I'm not mistaken, to get the uh, against Amari Cooper to get down. Might have been Rock, it was Rockison, pardon me. Uh, Rakis in commits a defensive pass interference. I think that was a good call. And then Deshaun Watson rolls out, flicks one to Elijah Moore, and that pendulum swings back the other direction. Lamar Jackson trying to dump a ball. It appeared maybe to the flat, gets volleyball popped up 30 feet in the air, drops into a Browns corner's lap. And then Greg Newsom just waltzes on into the end zone, sprints down the sideline. In two shakes of a lamb's tail, the Browns put 14 points on the board and make it a 30-31. to 31. Should have been a 31-31 tie game at that point. And then the Ravens, really the, the crux of the game to me was the Ravens are able to go to Zay Flowers on third and eight on the ensuing drive with seven minutes and 37 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Zay Flowers able to go pick up a clutch first down. The Ravens then an incompletion to Nelson Aguilar on first and 10. They try to run, get stuffed. Lamar Jackson for one yard. It is third and nine. And Lamar Jackson, apoplectic that the Ravens get a delay of game. I might be wrong here. I was at the game. But it appeared to me that 
Lamar Jackson never asked for the clock to be reset. You have to look to the ref and say, hey, reset it. Somebody needs to ask for it to get reset um, in those situations. That's why everyone used to say, oh, Tom Brady and the Patriots, the, the refs are in on it. No, you're just asking for the clock to be reset, and you get it. Um, so the, just a boneheaded mistake there. ends up Not that they would have converted. It was still third and nine. Did it make it easier? Absolutely not. Made it a lot harder. Give the ball back to the Browns. They punt. Uh, Jordan Stout hits one that goes into the end zone. The Browns start off, to your point, Taylor, with a false start, first and 15. Then uh, run for uh, – able to convert a first down – or excuse me, get to second and four, third and one they go and convert. Then on their own 31, Adafe Owe absolutely whoops, I believe, James Hudson and hawks a strip sack out, and the Ravens are unable to fall in the football. I'm blanking on these happening, but I think that's like the third loss they've had in the last like three years where they have forced a fumble on a drive that they have lost the game on and not been able to recover it. It feels like that's happened a few times here. Um, So then Deshaun Watson, I would say the play of the game was him firing a ball on second and 19 to Amari Cooper into a super tight window and gets to third and short. And then just nickel and dime the Ravens up the field, able to go run a couple times, uh, Watson ends up scrambling for 16 yards, kind of gets towards field goal range, push the pile forward on a Jerome Ford run, which was kind of a theme of the day, pushing the pile forward, breaking tackles. And then Dustin Hopkins puts a 40-yarder through the uprights uh, with three seconds left. They kick that field goal. The Cleveland Browns never led in this game. They only trailed and then won. So uh, I think a lot of Ravens fans feel very upset about blowing a fourth-quarter lead, especially at home, something that's happened quite a few times in the last two, three years. And you have every right to be um, upset with that. Hey, losses aren't fun. Not what you pay for, not what you watch for, not what you want. You want to see your team win. But uh, just a weird game that had some weird plays in it. And I'm going to give a big – I mean, I'm going to give credit to Deshaun Watson, man. I don't know how many sacks that guy broke. I don't know how many times he scrambled and made plays and found a way to win. But he did over and over and over. And their offense is not a smooth, rhythmic – pass friendly scheme they've got right now. So he made plays and and they get out of there. So uh, it was a huge win, keeps them in absolute contention. And that was, I think that $230 million day in the preview. I said, Hey, this is a game. This is the game where Deshaun Watson is either worth that contract or he's not at this point with all the weird stuff that's going on this season. And he absolutely was and credit to him and credit to the Browns. Yeah. He, uh, it, it was not pretty what Deshaun Watson did in the second half to get it done, but it got it done. And he kind of made the plays Lamar Jackson didn't make on the other side. I mean, Lamar Jackson down the stretch didn't run for the first down that they needed when Watson, you know, got away from Saxon and got towards the line and, and was taking hits and was put, like, it's all the stuff you kind of haven't. I mean, I'm not saying I'm watching all 60 minutes of the Browns every week, but you turn them on and he just looks so lethargic and bad mm-hmm. so much of the time that you forget that that's still in there. And a lot of his Houston stuff was a lot of like, you know, backyard football type of like just making plays. It's not like they had like fl- always just held the ball, scramble yeah, drill, that yeah. kind of thing. It wasn't a lot of like free flowing offense there when he was really good. Um, and he was the guy that just kind of got it done of the two quarterbacks late in the game. It's a pretty, it's a stunning loss. I mean, to allow that Browns offense that looks like that to do that to a defense that we have rightfully praised for weeks and weeks for what they've done, 
um, was just shocking to watch as it um, as it unfolded. And to watch the Ravens do this again, like if, th- if this was a one-off that hadn't happened, you know, four, five, six times that every fan can remember the last, you know, like 40 games that this franchise has played, it'd be like, okay, well, you know, not our day. It happens. It's a divisional opponent. Weird stuff happens. But it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, how does this continue to happen? Um it's it's inexplainable based on how that game was going. I mean, you look at 17-3 after the first quarter, you're like, well, I mean, this is – First play, I mean, be, first play of the game. Yeah, I mean, 24-9 in the third quarter. Like, okay, the game's over. Like, the game is should be as over as it gets. And they just didn't get it done. And then I'm like, well, okay, now here come the Browns. And Prochet inexplicably just drops the ball on a punt. I mean, just – I mean, as bad as it gets. And you're like, well – I mean, there it is. There's where the Browns do the Browns thing and the Ravens just kind of figure it out. It's like, oh, well, we had a little stress. And I was like, oh, in the instant analysis, we'll talk about how it wasn't smooth, but they're not all going to be this smooth, but they still won comfortably and we move on to Thursday. And the Browns just made all the plays that the Ravens didn't make down the stretch, despite the fact that they did 60 things to try to give the game away. Um, Frustrating. Can't normally, you know, would come on on a lot of these and be like, hey, for, well, I think you can looking forward. Hey, say, hey, calm down. Team's still very good. Team still has everything in front of it. Whatever. Um, but the two things that are the most frustrating part about it is like I can't even say – if a fan wants to be frustrated with this, I can't say you're wrong because of all the stuff that has happened previously and how that went down. And second, we talked about it on, you know, I think the instant analysis last Sunday and throughout the week. They're fighting for this number one seed, and you can't blow games like this and get the number one seed. Like you cannot give these away. Um, and now you're in a division. I mean, now you've put you you were you know putting yourself in a position this next week to be firmly in control of the division. You're not even there anymore. But like we were talking, like host the AFC Championship game. Like you can't blow this game to this team. That look, Browns defense is good. We saw a lot of good Miles Garrett. Like they have good players, but the Ravens are firmly in control. Blew it. It's it's a shocking shocking loss. RDT, I don't know what you make of it from an area where you can be non emotional about it. No, I mean, I again, I'm watching the game. Um, I, and like, like you guys, I mean, I thought at the end of the first quarter, I was like, this is, this game is going to be like a bad one. And, and again, it looked like, it looked like the Sean Watson, like you said, um, just like disinterested, like didn't want to be there. It was kind of like, here we go again, like kind of rolling your eyes being like, all right, well, I'm just going to kind of go through the motions. I'll get taken out in the fourth and blah, blah, blah. Like this game is going to be a laugher. And, and like you said, I mean, the Ravens kept getting these leads and, and they, just never really put the the Browns away, and and like you said, like twenty, what is it, twenty four nine? You said, I mean that game, that game should be just done and over, like gift wrapped over. Um, again, especially with a team like the Browns, who kind of seems like they would, I don't know, I thought give up. Um, it was yeah, I I I thought that these kind of losses were behind this team because I think this team has just gotten so much better, and like they they look like a really good team. Like I kind of thought like okay, you know, they're kind of done with those, especially just how the, the way the defense has performed this year. And for the last, you know, what, I guess 18 or longer than that going into last year, they played really, really well. But this was just like a classic kind of two, you know, when we were doing the podcast two years ago, three years ago, that same kind of exit or um, instant analysis. Like they had the chance, they just couldn't put them away. And, and that's just the Ravens loss. Like that's just how you draw it up. Um, just a weird game. Like thing, I, I did not realize how good Deshaun Watson was in the second half. I think they said 14 for 14, like incredible and and taylor you talked about it's like it's like he found it it's like he was like okay i'm done being bad i'm just gonna be good he had michael tired of dealing with this every week 
yeah. watch this. Like, yeah, I can, I can turn into like an unconscious football player. Like we saw him in Houston. Um, but like you said, I mean, this was the kind of game, like, this is why they pay him. They pay him to win these big division games, like heading into the stretch of the season against a rival, you know, it, this is why he got paid all that money. And, and he really balled out today. And again, I mean, I remember watching the first half being like, this guy just doesn't want to be there. Like, this is a bad game for like, this is gross. And again, I mean, credit to him. They, they, they really kept, you know, they stayed alive and, and again, the Ravens just couldn't net, they, they could never put their, uh, their foot on their throat and just, and again, I mean, the injuries kept piling up for the Ravens too. Again, I don't know if there's been any update on Stanley or um, Marlon, but man, like they were they were dropping like flies. It was gross. Again, I mean, we thought we were going to get an all-time Keaton Mitchell day. And then I know Harbaugh had those quotes about like in the second half, you know, the game just didn't go that way and we couldn't get him the carries. You got to find a way to get the guy, the ball in his hands. You have to. You just absolutely have to. Um so I don't know. Weird, very bizarre game. That again, I didn't think the Ra- I thought the Ravens were over losing this. I thought they were better, um, and especially with the um, the Bengals going down too. It's like oh, everyone kind of thought like this is going to be one where we gain, you know, can put some space there, but couldn't do it. And again, now you got to turn around on a tough, uh, a tough another again division opponent. So it's a, it's a brutal kind of week for them. This game, a game like this, going into a, a short, you know, short week primetime game. So that's tough. And we have a comment here from Mark in the chat. DTs look like they need a bye week desperately. I wouldn't mind a Sue or JPP. I think that's the maybe a little bit of the the why is that the Ravens do this London to Baltimore to Arizona to Mm -hmm. Baltimore. Then you have a divisional game and then you have a Thursday night game and they don't have a bye until week 12. They were healthy going into this one, but it did seem like defensively they did run out of juice and we have a comment here where was marcus williams um he's missed time i mean you don't expect a guy to come in you shouldn't expect a guy to come in and be crystal clear and clean and all these things um, at the end of the day really yes brandon riggs here as well spenny do you think gino looked suspect in run and pass coverage coverage wise i'm gonna have to go back and watch but gino was a primary culprit of jerome ford and the browns front in terms of their tight ends and their offensive line bullying the Ravens defense. They were dragging them down the field for really the, every time they needed to. And especially on that game winning drive, the Browns were able to get everything they wanted on the ground. They were able to break out of tackles. They were able to push. They were able to just simply run through the Ravens. And I think that is what I've said previously. If you're going to beat this Ravens defense, you have to do what the Cardinals did to them bully them, punch them in the face, control the pace a little bit, because if you get to a point, and that's where I'll give Kevin Stefanski credit, who who does call their plays, you can't abandon the run against the Ravens. Their pressures will get to you. You have to maintain running the football. We saw the Browns go down by two scores multiple times, be in shit situations, but continue to make sure they were running and attacking. And, you know, the, the Ravens do get four sacks and a lot of quarterback hits and stuff, but um, you know, it does help in terms of preventing their Ravens front from pinning their ears back. And it also makes you feel like you can't call some of the pressures you probably want to. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, it's cliche. It's stupid to say, but Jerome Ford and Deshaun Watson wanted it more than the Ravens DBs and linebackers did. Um, Roquan Smith. Saw, 
a couple examples of that on that last drive. Even like in Joku, just running through guys a couple of times forward. Like you, you're right. The the dedication of the running game showed up in that final drive. You could see that the Browns had just more physicality than the Ravens down the stretch. And perfect, perfect quote by Jonah Schaefer. He tweeted at 4:20. The rugby scrum told you all you need to know. Because again, the the Browns just had that wave come, and they just said we're going to win this football game by running the ball right here. That and that's that's exactly what they did. We have, again, we have, they, they we really have I am the cheese. I have to cut you off, Eric. We have I am the cheese in the chat who is driving me insane on Twitter, <laughs> driving me insane on Twitter, saying that the Raven, <laughs> the Ravens. Uh, I said he said he wanted the Ravens to run the ball more before the Stanley injury. The Ravens should have run the ball more. The Ravens got the ball to start the third quarter and scored a touchdown. I am the cheese. The next time they touched the football, two minutes left in the third quarter, they ended up scoring on that drive, which was in the fourth quarter. I am the cheese. You're driving me insane. They scored. <laughs> Get it together. I am the cheese. Yeah. Hey, come on. Cheese. I am the cheese. Get it together. Come on, cheesy. Figure it out. Head, I am the cheese. It worked. I am the cheese. Are you happy, Mr. <laughs> cheese? Are you happy? You're here. You own. You have real estate in my head. Are you happy the now? Cheese. The cheesy man. The, cheese. the big cheese. The big fondue. The classic cheese. <laughs> classic cheese. The cheese. But yeah, I mean, now you basically just looked tired and exhausted and got bullied, and now you're gonna have the Bengals who are in the same position that the Browns were in going into this one where this is pretty desperate for the Bengals. This is a divisional game for them. They've already lost a couple divisional games. This, if the, if the Bengals lose this game, I'll say they don't win the AFC North. This will plummet them. They would have to basically win out. I think to, to probably win the AFC North, maybe can lose one more game. Um, so physicality, the the Browns and I think the Cardinals have both shown if you can get going downhill, you can you can push this Ravens team and get it done. And then I mean, shit, man. It, we we always want to play the blame game when a team loses and anything, and that's fair. That comes with the territory. If you lose, you know somebody gets the blame. People are upset. Feels like uh you know it, it should be disappointed. There's no fun in losing. And that tipped ball interception in the fourth quarter just was backbreaking just absolutely backbreaking and the the browns got their hands on quite a few passes uh in the flats the ravens tried to run everybody made it was a huge deal I'm, i covered it in a video the ravens run that fun little triple option pass to odell beckham against the lions that was a really cool play like orlovsky does it the ravens ran it against the browns who are in every statistic now after today number one defense in the nfl um Batted it right down. Just saw it coming. We're right there all over it. So, uh, you know, Keaton Mitchell's involvement, definitely a big topic after today. Has a, a long, is a first run, take, houses it. Has a, the Ravens ran a really cool screen to him. It was a boot and he ran off the play fake. Lamar Jackson boots to his right. And then it was a boot. So it was a boot throwback uh, tunnel screen or not, not a tunnel screen, slip screen. And Keaton Mitchell gets like a 28 yard pickup there. But then, you know, the Ravens score in the second half. The first two times they touched the ball, Mr. Cheese, they scored in the second half. And then just couldn't get anything going in the ground. And, um, you know, just Lamar Jackson taking sacks and, and really just that delay game. So it just feels like the reason it's so frustrating probably for Ravens fans is because basically the only way, this season specifically, but the only way the Ravens lose pretty much every time they lose is this exact flavor. It is 
you yes, had the correct. lead mm-hmm. or you were in it and it was the last second and the other team made a winning play that you didn't make and you had them and the Ravens find a way. The only way they lose ever really, and it's this year really, is that they pry defeat from the jaws of victory, flipping it on its head. They, 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 only- showed, us, they showed us that on the broadcast where it was like, the Ravens had trailed for 26 minutes the entire season, and the next closest had trailed for 80 minutes. They just had yeah. yeah, whatever. We hadn't talked we, – we talked about this a little bit, like waiting for them to get punched in the mouth and go down 14 nothing and have to call their way back just for the experience. Mm-hmm. They continue to not do that, but they have three losses. It's like pretty unbelievable that they have three losses. And we we say that coming off a week where everyone was – they were getting the best team in football discussion treatment with the Chiefs and the Eagles and – you know, the other teams at the top echelon. And now it will be about, you know, can they finish um, games when it matters most? Um, also, the, the I would now love to see the Lamar Jackson, the AFC, NFC splits. They've got to be ridiculous this year. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the, the defense didn't get it done at the end of the game. I mean, as you said, they scored twice in the second half, first two times they touched the ball, um, weren't able to salt the game away. I, I keep going back and trying to think of some smoking gun where it's like, oh my god, it's just they just do this. It just happens constantly. It, it's just crazy how much that it happens. Um, and now they have a short week and and have to, you know, as you said, a Browns team that's in a very or a Bengals team, excuse me, that's in a very similar spot to the Browns. It's a very good point you make uh, there, Spenny. So we shall see. The other thing I was going to say, and you guys, I, I was in and I I didn't watch some of this first half. I kind of was following it, but I had other duties that I was dealing with, but I was locked up in the second half. Even if Lamar had gotten that throw past the lineman before it was deflected, I that might have gotten stepped in front of anyway for a pick six. Like he was trying to sling that ball seemingly over to Ricard, who was standing by the sideline, if I recall that correctly. And it's not like he was like that open. Like he was just kind of standing there and Lamar I, I Lamar's just got to not throw that ball. He's just got to not throw that ball or just throw it away or do anything. Because as you said, that's a backbreaker. It's like even if you punt there, it's like, all right, they've still got to do a ton to get themselves back in the game. But you give them seven there or give them six in that case. They weren't able to, you know. Punting, punting the ball there instead of that, you know, going basically three and out, whatever it was. Uh, it would have been through. Oh, yeah, it was the first play of that drive. Mm-hmm. Going three and out yeah. there. And that's why people wanted them to run the ball. If you simply wanted them to run the ball instead of have a pass play there, um, I get it. But – the end of the day, and I'm not, it's not even a questioning of the decision. It's just like it's just or the the play calling. I don't mind a pass. I mean, keep keep mm-hmm. keep running your offense. Like keep doing what you want to do. You've had success all game for the most part. You have shown the ability to to mix the run and pass. I, I hate one of the things I hate about, and I I'm not claiming to be a football expert. I listening to Spenny is great because he knows so much more about football than me. So I learn a lot. Mm-hmm. But the people that no, but the people that are just like just run, just please run and run. It's like it just doesn't wait. It's just like you can do that, but it doesn't work that way. The, like, and at that point, at that point in the game, the Browns, season. the Browns were stuffing everything. I think the Ravens' longest run they had in the second half was nine yards. The next closest was four yards, and those are including like scrambles. The Browns yeah. were just the Browns were forcing them to throw the football. You have McCarry and. Um, Falele in there at one point with Miles Garrett. And it's like, all right, they didn't. Zeitler goes out at one point. You have three guys suddenly halfway through a game. And, um, you know, I think that the thought process there was that we would rather put the ball in the quarter billion dollar quarterback's hands late in the game and trust him to close the game out. 
And he can run the ball. He can scramble. He can check into a run play. Every pass play in the NFL has a run check. Every single one has a check to run the football. So that's why we get into like the play call, the route, the blah, blah, blah. All of it is not concrete at the NFL level. There is, it's not Madden where the the receiver runs a post because that's the play you called. Like it's not that simple. So um, I am irritable. We have Trevor, Trevor here. I am irritable. It was a crappy loss. It was a, a difficult. Yeah, every, I mean, every Ravens fan should have a right to be irritable. Definitely. Every single. I mean, at mm-hmm. this one, I have no like. I have no positive Taylor spin to be like stopping that. I mean, that is. That's one where I very immediately was like, I want to do anything else with my day today than think about this. And then now we're podcasting, so I'm now currently thinking about it again. But it's just, it's just frustrating. It, it's and especially when you feel like you descended past the point where this was going to happen anymore um and it just reared its ugly head again it's just a it's just a brutal brutal script to lose a game on and um it's deflating after what was so so much built up momentum such an interesting team to uh root for right now because the highs are so high but they have the ability as you said they lose in such a brutal way that it's even worse than if the browns had just come out and punched them in the mountain just beating them down i almost I almost been like, well, you know what? The, as you said, maybe the Ravens got tired after this crazy stretch they've been on, and you know, they just they, you know, they didn't have it today or something. You know, yeah, it's, but they had it. Like they did have it in major stretches. Oh, they had it. Yeah, I, I do want to say before um, to, to say one positive thing: the play Kyle Hamilton made on the pick six was just—I mean, such an athletic play to knock that down to himself. I mean, that 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 guy is very very good football. The 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 walk in. into the end zone was all time, and that is such a shame that the Ravens don't win this game because then the dark cloud rains on that exact play. That was such a sick play to watch, and one of the all time great walk into the end zone, so calm, and then just slams the ball into the back of the end zone, like out of the end zone. It was it was pretty tight to watch. Very very yeah. very. It was the second walk into the end zone. Well, he had the first one, but Kittle did the same thing today. On Kittle's long touchdown, I don't know if you saw it, he literally like strutted into the end zone. And I don't think he could have seen it because I think their games were at the same time. I, I, I watched the red zone. Uh, oh, you're saying Hamilton. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he definitely didn't see no, it. Hamilton had the first one. But I'm saying yeah. like Kittle just did it too. But yeah, I mean, that play was incredible. And again, it's like it just shows the kind of freak athlete he is. And Taylor, like I said, I called it. On the podcast last week, like Raven, I was like, I would bet right now that the Ravens scored defensive touchdown, like 100%. And then lo and behold, it happens on. So, so Brian and Pat were at the tailgate. Brian and Pat were talking to, they go, Spenny, what do you think? Ravens anytime touchdown or uh, Ravens defense special teams anytime touchdown. I said, what are the odds? They said 380. I said, I hate that. I said, I absolutely hate that. <laughs> I said, no, those are, I said, that's not good enough juice for me. This isn't worth it. Yep. We're, we're talking about it for a minute. And then Pat goes, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. It's plus 780. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. He goes, yeah. Well, we, we've like, been yeah. talking about it. It was coming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys are, you guys all called that perfectly. So shout out to, shout out to you guys. Um, but yeah, man, at the end of the day, it's a divisional loss. It's tough. It sucks. Um, it is what it is. I think, I just don't know. Like I, the fan, the fan perspective thing. I hate. I don't. I hate policing people. How to fan, but it's like, what do you want them to lose by three scores instead? 
What do you want? Like they're losing by a chin hair every time they lose. It is so close. So I get that the, it gets the blood pressure up. Um, if you're going to lose games and be seven and three, and the games you lose, you lose by, you know, a drive, a kick, a point, a score. That's all right. And we absolutely, there are other positives. Let's talk positives from this game. Enough. We, we had our crying session. We had our whiny, whiny, rain, rain. Uh, Judge Baltimore, Odell looking more and more explosive, hit 19, or excuse me, I think he hit uh, right around 20 miles per hour on his 41-yard touchdown. Looked strong through contact mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. explosive, ran away. We've seen that in back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, that was old-school Odell taking a side to the house like that. That was, that was early that was Odell. That to I beat mean, the Ravens. Like, that yes. long time. That's exactly what it yeah. was. And like you said, I mean, that's like – for him to look back at the DB at like the 15 yard line and stick, mm -hmm. I mean, that was, he was feeling himself. He was feeling himself. That was, I mean, play. it showed again like his separation. And that's when you're like, oh shit, he's like, this, this looks like old school Odell. Like he looks healthy. He looks like they said fast, explosive. Like he was gone. That, that was really cool to see. That was, that was awesome. He's, again, it, it shows like the guy's still got it. Like it's, he's got it somewhere. It's just how can he unlock it and, and keep it going? And also, I'm sure you guys will talk about it. Zay Flowers, I thought was really good too. Blew my mind that the rookie record was uh, Torrey Smith with 50. That's crazy. That seemed crazy. So low. Different. So low. That, that, I wonder if that, that has to be, I would guess that's the lowest of the 32 teams. When I heard the stat, I thought they were going to be like fastest to 50 catches in 10 games, you know, by a rookie or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I was like, wait, that's like, like Torrey had the record with 50. Like, that's it. That was crazy. So that, and then um, Roquan, I mean, if you look at ESPN, he was credited with 21 tackles. That's, I mean, that's free. tight. Yeah. That's, that's, that's special. It's so that's weird tight. that he was like, not always a Raven. It's going to be so bizarre when people are like, remember that like Roquan Smith was like a bear and people are like, oh yeah, that's right. Like he just, you want to do the, you want to do the agent zero thing, RDT? <sighs> Listen, Jerry Sandusky. You, you got to find a new nickname for him. There's one agent zero in, in this area. It's Gilbert. Gil, it's a it to, yeah. And, and again, for those, I, I almost threw up when Jake said, I didn't watch those years. I was more Bradley Beal era. Like that made me physically. That, that, all, that also hurt me. That, that hurt me, Jake. Yeah, that hurt me, Jake. You know, you're not watching Karan Butler go 2020 on the Cavs in the semifinals. Okay. I mean, we had a whole podcast like about like our our favorite teams, and I think I picked that Wizards team. Like, also, I just want to throw out the Bradley. Like, there's not a Bradley Beal era. There's no, there, it just, that's, it's just, that's not about. that's just not how that goes. He Bradley no, Beal just, played for the Wizards the same way that Roquan John Smith Wall played era. for the Bears. The yeah. same way Roquan Smith played for the Bears. Bradley Beal played for the Wizards. Like, that's yes, Bradley Beal was on some playoff teams. It is the it is the John Wall era. That is the yeah. John Wall era. Yeah. Yes. And there is the Gilbert Arenas era, the Big Three era. Thank you. Like Big that three. is the, 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 oh, I watched when Bradley Beal was playing. No, 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 Jake. No, no, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> I watched. John I watched. I watched when Michael Ruffin was playing and Popeye yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I watched when Deshaun <laughs> Stevenson was playing. Yeah, like so. When I heard Jared Sandusky call Roquan Smith Agent Zero, I am. Like, I wanted to pull off the side of the road. It was like. It was bad. <laughs> and Jared Sandusky's great. That one can be done with. It just doesn't even suit him. It just doesn't suit him either. Just, yeah. He's he, great radio. Love the like does a great job on there. But yeah, oh, he's yeah. Just not Roquan Smith's not Agent Zero. He's just not. I, maybe other people call him that. I've I've totally missed that. But 
That is that is Gilbert. You just RDT. Maybe you and I are the only two Wizards Ravens people in the entire on the entire planet. So maybe that's just what it is. Oh no, I'm but, a Wizards fan. Oh, there you go, Spenny too. Maybe I'm we're a, the only I'm three people. Jake, yeah. Jake. Now he might yeah, be. Lost I might have to ban him. I, he he yeah. might be lost forever on that. By the way, I think I think Roquan is one of these guys who is so good he doesn't need a nickname. Like I think Ro, I think the Roquan. Also, the sick name. Roquan is a Roquan. Yeah, that is like, an all-time name. Absolutely. Yeah. Like again, not not every like great player has a nickname. I don't think we need to force a nickname. Agent Zero is forced. Like that's that's just forced. So nothing that, better that than Gilbert Arenas being the hibachi. Nothing better. The hibachi is so Gilbert or I, people, I maybe Jake is one of these people, but people that don't know the prime, like three years of Gilbert, it was oh, so good. I mean, the, what, uh, the Olympic, the post Olympic snub year was oh, all, time. <laughs> all time. I'll never forgive Gerald Wallace for tearing up his knee because that, that, that was just Gerald brutal. Wallace. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that the Gilbert year, I mean, that one. Yeah, he went on like oh, it was that is the Utah way off the rails here now. And he turned it. If and he turned we could figure out a way to get him on there on here. That would be so fun. He would be such a good interview. Ugh, that would be. My God, that he would be such fun. a good time. See, and like that's why I I was happy that it wasn't just me being like oh I was the only one who didn't like that because again I'm not a Ravens fan so I, I don't care like I don't have to hear it. But I was like I gotta say something about this like the group chat has to hear so. No, that was I don't fair. Know if that's the thing that's been going on, or if it's just like today. Or Jake something, seemed to but... think it was. I, I will admit I haven't seen that, but maybe I'm just in the wrong in the wrong circles to have seen that. Um, I want to also just build on quickly the the Zay Flowers. Just feels like it's it's a runaway best wide receiver. They've. I mean, it just feels like he's proven. But they've drafted. The yeah, it just he's just has a very distinct very distinct things that he does. He's very fun to watch, and he's he's been productive. He's just been pretty consistently mm-hmm. productive. Not like. Not insane numbers, but like he just continues to look like you know. Fantasy football wise, if you just remove the fantasy thought, he is a huge critical player for them that moves the chains yep. and comes up in big situations. On that final, on that drop, I think the last time they touched the ball, he has a huge, like I said, huge third down conversion. Lamar trusts him, can find him. You can also just tell from the way that Odell Beckham talks about him and talks to him and interacts with him that he recognizes he's a, a special talent for sure. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate if they tried. And spend. I don't know what your thoughts here. I wouldn't hate if they tried to get him the ball a little bit in the running game. I know they don't do a lot of like, but like just to get they, that. They, they like, like do though. The they that has been yeah. that has been part of the fold a lot. They, Maybe they, it just hasn't. It, it just hasn't. They haven't broken it yet. It hasn't broken it yet for anything really big. But he's. I mean, he's going to be on pace for what like seventy eight or eighty catches for nine hundred something yards. Is probably where or eight hundred something yards. It's I mean, that's right going to be a thousand. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he's going to have a great rookie year. I mean, he's putting together a great rookie year, and which is what's crazy. It's been pretty under the radar. It's been, mm-hmm. and for a Ravens receiver to go under the radar, a homegrown Ravens receiver to go under the radar, is wild. But he's just been steady, just steady as she goes every week. So good for him. He's awesome. Definitely has been. Odell Beckham and Keaton Mitchell both end up as of now two of the twenty fastest ball carriers of the week. Odell hit nineteen point nine two miles per hour according to Next Gen Stats on his forty yard touchdown reception. Keaton Mitchell hit 20.93 on his 39-yard touchdown rush, which places him just outside of the top 20 for the season. Combined with Zay Flowers, combined with a very fast tight end in Mark Andrews, combined with Gus Edwards, who can rumble a little bit, combined with Bateman, who can rumble a little bit, uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, very fast offense. There is a lot of speed. There is a lethality 
that I think really, and, and, you know, people wanted to see Keaton Mitchell get the ball more today. Uh, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh era, not a big rookie running back guy, like hmm. has never really gone early and often to a rookie running back. JK Dobbins rookie year has an electric opening two touchdown debut and really didn't get a heavy workload again until the second half of the season. So, um, you know, I think they do like to ease guys in Jameer Gibbs, everyone complaining about earlier this year, for instance, you know, it seems like some teams like to ease backs in a little more so now. Um, even Bijan Robinson get, got got eased in a fair amount as well. So um, definitely more things to watch. There were some positives in this one. And uh, I, would, I would just say this was probably, well, to the tape will tell the truth, but probably was Lamar Jackson's worst game of the season, that or the, the Colts game. And the Browns brought it. Lamar didn't play else. well. Hard to yep. win when he doesn't, the quarter million dollar man doesn't play well. It is. It is. Um, and you have a, a an opponent that is, like I said, you know, at a borderline make or break point in their season to either s- slide down into the the pigsty of five and four, four and five, you know, teams are instead able to navigate to six and three and is going to be able to, to make a push. I mean, shit, man. They are in the they're on the any given Sunday list. They're on the any team any given Sunday list after a performance like that. They beat the 49ers a couple weeks ago. So um, you know, I thought that the Browns didn't have enough juice offensively. Instead of having juice, they had pop and physicality and did so without their starting tackles. So big, big credit to them. And uh I, they did kind of try to hand the like you said, Taylor, they tried to hand the game to the Ravens with penalties. It seemed like every game. penalty. Was was on was on third down and it gave the Ravens third down. Yeah, yeah. so like many everything. holdings and illegal contacts and uh, things on third down that that bailed the Ravens out a good bit. So um, tough team, tough game. The Browns and the Ravens split for the season, and hey, maybe these two teams will see each other again. Not out of this world of possibilities at all. When you're looking at seven and three and six and three, two teams that have a pretty strong likelihood to make the playoffs. It's probably more likely that both of them make it than don't. I would say at this point. And man, Bengals coming to town. Worst case, you're seven and four, and have a nice come to Jesus long week before you go play a Chargers team, and then have your bye week. So, um, man, this is a Jake loves to say, and it's so true. Like the reason the Ravens are never the one seed is exactly like games because of today. Mm-hmm. that's how you're not a one seed when you lose close games that you had the lead in. It's the third one. I'll go ahead and say the Ravens will not be the one seed based off of today. Like they've lost too many games that they should have won. The chiefs are sitting there watching the Jags and the Ravens. And oh, the Jags. Thanks for coming. They're awful. Awful. Boat raced. Got boat raced right out, right out of town. Straight boating. And there's another AFC team that lost today. That's mine's escaping me towards the top of the conference. I mean, the, I would say the Bengals, the Bengals are, I Bengals. would say probably an extremely legitimate, you know, feel like a legitimate contender and Holy shit, man. I'm my second AFC team is the Houston Texans. I am a Stroud boy. Yes, you are. There's Stroud no doubt Stroud. about that. As am I, as am I stand, I stand with you. We do. Stroud boys. We I do. love CJ Stroud. He's so good. I do not love that team right now. There's nothing. We may have to do. We may have to do a CJ Stroud uh, podcast every week. Do two fifteen minutes on you. The three of us do ten minutes on CJ Stroud. Honestly, Banks might be in too. He was loving up last week. 
might be the whole this Jake. Well, Jake will probably can go podcast about Bradley Beal, and the four of us can do <laughs> this podcast about CJ Stroud. No, I think you said I think that's a uh, the right note to end it on Sunday. It is a sad note, but to say like we talked one seed, one seed, one seed from Sunday through the previews to the beginning. It's like this is a game you win, and you continue to prepare yourself that way. And Jake's point is right. Like you have to win these games if you want to be a team that hosts the AFC Championship game and put yourself in that position. And they did not do that. This it's the it's it's the reason this game hurts the most. Besides the scar tissue of the previous comeback losses, it's like oh my god, we had put ourselves in the spot where you see the schedule and you're like, if you can get these two division games at home in your back pocket, you're like, just like it's just as uh, an executive once said, it's just lift off. It's just lift off towards the number one seed, and now you're kind of back towards this. Well, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are in the lab tinkering, toying, you know, tailoring in Argentina, doing all those kinds of things. <laughs> they'll, they'll, I would imagine, you know, if if I had to place, if you make me place a wager on it, the the Chiefs are going to figure it out during their bye week and get a little smoother offensively. I, I would I would wager on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to figure it out. I was going to say this may be the game that keeps Taylor Swift from coming to Baltimore. So. Put that on a quote card. The guy on the you Chiefs did, coming straight home to the broke Taylor's heart. I will say, yeah, I we have to end this show. I'm, I think I'm back in after seeing those videos last night. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. I did. I called. Her oh, you're goal. such a fraud. You're such a no, flip flopper. We're, we're, we're back. No, we're back. It's cool. I almost just gave you the bird on cool. uh, on this live stream. <laughs> a lot of people Real quick. I'm a, you almost just got the middle finger straight to the dome. I'm back in on him. I'm back in. Um, two things, and then again, I'll let you guys shut it down. Steelers got away with just another fucking classic lucky Steelers. Like they're not a good team. They are going to get smoked by whoever they play in the playoffs. Like I can't wait for the Steelers either wild card or divisional round loss. I can't. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be like the game against the Chiefs like a couple years ago where they just got the like. It's oh, that that's just a lucky team every every week. Um, and then did either of you? They're the opposite of the Ravens. Yes, they yeah. only win the way that the Ravens lose. Yep. They only win by making a winning play at the end of the mm-hmm. game. The Ravens only lose by making not making a winning play. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, like some weird upside down version of each other. Comments on uh, Brian's Prochet video. Did either of you see it? I did. Watch <laughs> this live, Spenny. Go to his, go to Brian's. Twitter oh, yes. yes. His Prochet reaction. Yeah, yeah, this will be funny. Uh, it's a wild video. I uh, it's great, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't. Know oh my I, god, Ryan! Does he dislike James Prochet? I, I guess so. <laughs> like, is there any really reason to dislike James Prochet? He just. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn the volume on here. Yes, I need the volume. <laughs> it's so good. This is great. He's going to get a good thumbnail from this face, too. <laughs> Somebody had a little bit of fun in the Bud Light touchdown tent. We, I, I guess one could say. We need to get that, like, put into the intro or something. Like, that needs to be an edit or a cut or a... I am, let, color me surprised that we haven't heard from Brian in a few hours. Just yeah. color me surprised. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't totally shocked we didn't get a text from him when, when Spenny was like, hey, let's let's jump on and record. <laughs> did not I want to see, what was the last thing he James said? James Brochet! James <laughs> Brochet! <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that... 
Put it on the board. Put I it do on not board. know when the last time we heard from him was. He uh, last time was three fifty nine after um, uh, Stanley. Don't know if he if TV showed it, but he def tried to make serious effort to get get oh, out. Oh yeah, he said that. about it. He just but and the ability to do it just wasn't there. I guess we should comment on that briefly. The Stanley injury. I don't know if there's been any news. Certainly didn't look awesome. And then the hum- no one Humphrey has been rolled is- up on more than Ronnie Stanley. It, it, it's truly unbelievable. It's like every every other week. And then Marlon Humphrey just tweeted, "We're back at the bank on Thursday." So hopefully that means that means he is one of those we that's back playing at the bank after his injury. I was like, that's an Achilles. Like the way that it happened and everything. You're like, oh, that's you know his ankle just gives out and and. and- we have Ashley Blosser here. Roquan does refer to himself as Agent Zero, but that doesn't mean we have to abide by that, Ashley. If we yeah. don't have if to like, it. if yeah. he's like, I'm glad to know that. I'm glad that of Gil, then I, I then I love that. Oh, I also have a text God, from my good friend Mark, who I believe is watching, and he said, "Let's just call him Uncle Ro." I like that. Uncle I don't Uncle even. Ro. If he wants to call himself Agent Zero, that's totally fine. I my Agent Zero. I don't. We don't have to like it. We don't have to like it. Yes. So we have to. Roquan hashtag hashtag not my Agent Zero. And by the way, Roquan Smith can call himself whatever the hell he wants. He's the best. I mean, what a football player. Yeah. Truly Um, unbelievable. But uh, Hibachi is my Agent Zero. So Marlon Humphrey, we Jake and I were talking to Jack Settleman, who does the punchline pod with Marlon, and Jake was. Jake is obviously the lar- literally is the largest Marlon Humphrey fan in the world closet. Like he is obsessed with Marlon Humphrey, and he Jake responded with a bunch of eyeball emojis. Jack Jack tell us what's up, and Jack said not sure, but he said he's going to record tomorrow at six p.m. So I don't know what that means, but if he tore his Achilles and is still going to record tomorrow, he's an absolute psycho. Um, so not many people could do that. Yeah, it's I either agree. that he's really a true psycho about the podcasting game. Uh, respect to a a fellow podcaster or he didn't do that and is going to record the podcast tomorrow. So um, only can speculate from there, but we know he's recording the punchline pod. And uh, I don't know if he's just going to go chill with the torn Achilles and record his podcast. That'd be pretty ridiculous. I feel like, but Hey, got to do what you got to do. Kobe shot. Hopefully free those throws. guys, but those guys are back sooner rather than later. Kobe guys shot free throws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think as we hit the 45 minute mark or 46 minute mark, we can wrap this thing up. Wonderful chatting with you guys as always, on, even in bad Hit the like button, subscribe, like, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, support the boys. Appreciate everybody who tunes in. Love doing these these live ones. Uh, we got to get a little more Q&A going here as well. And uh, with that, the Ravens fall 33-31 to the Cleveland Brownies, move to 7-3, and and we'll host the Cincinnati Bengals, also coming off of a narrow defeat at the bank on Thursday in prime time. First prime time game of the year. Yeah. There you have it. Um, As Spenny said, like, subscribe, follow us on social media. We'll see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. See you.